Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com Tim. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash T-I-M. Today is January 10th, 2022, and our first story. A man police say had Antifa symbols was arrested at a right-wing rally in Florida on January 6th with a pipe bomb. The same day Marjorie Taylor Greene was receiving death threats, and the same day Timcast IRL, our other show, was swatted. In our next story, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tests positive for covid after partying maskless in Florida. And in our last story, an insane fact check claims Joe Rogan's video about getting COVID was not altered in any way by CNN, despite video showing the colors are very different. Now, if you like this show, share it with your friends. Tell everyone about it. Word of mouth really helps. Give us five stars. And now let's get into that first story. Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, said that January 6th is a day that will live in infamy. You will never forget where you were, just like Pearl Harbor, just like 9-11. And many people said that idea was absurd. But what you need to understand is, while sane, rational people may look at that statement and say it's nonsensical, there are many people who believe it. On January 6th of this year, My studio was swatted just last week. Someone called in a false police report. We had multiple agencies show up. They made several calls to different jurisdictions. And we had, as far as I could see, eight officers on our property. Now, fortunately for us, we have staff here at an office building. And during the live show, when we were swatted, only a couple officers actually came in. We were trying to figure out what caused this. And we think we may know. On the same day, January 6th, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had just appeared on our show, was receiving a wave of death threats. Now, these are probably related, at least in my opinion, but I don't know for sure. Some have said maybe it was just trolls coming after us, but I really do think it is far left zealots trying to use the police to kill us as they are also sending death threats to a member of Congress. On this same day in Florida, a man with the Iron Front logo, I believe it's called, the Antifa symbol, was arrested by police. They say he had a pipe bomb and a plan of action. Many people have been asking about this idea of civil war. I know I've brought it up. And we have several more articles now emerging following January 6th and instances like this where more mainstream personalities and mainstream news organizations are asking the question, is the U.S. headed for a second civil war? I don't care if you, if, you, know, if you agree with me or don't agree with me. You don't have to agree with me. You're free to disagree with me. I just don't understand how we can get to this point where in the political world, you have people trying to use the weight of government to imprison or disqualify their political rivals. 
where you have violence, where you have the, the, the roving bands of street uh, of, of gangs and street violence. I say gang somewhat figuratively, but Antifa going around smashing up windows, a siege lasting 100 days in Portland. Then January 6th, I don't care which side you're on. I just don't see how this is resolved with people shaking hands and saying, let's carry on, good friends. In a new poll from the Trafalgar Group, 76% plus more, a little bit more, believe the U.S. is in a state of decay. And I believe I have a ton of articles that unfortunately show that may be the case. I mean, look, aside from the violence, we've got rampant inflation, more money being printed in the past, you know, two years than we've seen in the past 200. Well, you know, technically, if we're going back to the start of the Fed, 100, let's say that. We're watching the massive collapse. It may have started with the economic crisis in 2007, 2008. It may have started with Gamergate. It may have started with Donald Trump. I think all of these events precipitate each other. And so it's just a reductive argument. The reality is our culture is in decay. Our country is feuding. It's being torn apart. And we've long since passed the point of no return. This is not, this should not be seen as pessimism or blackpilling. It doesn't mean you will lose. It doesn't mean that your values will be destroyed. But this country is in very serious trouble. We'll see how things play out. Aside from the fact that we have these very negative stories, there's, I guess, technically positive stories if you're a Republican, another Democrat retirement. We may actually see, come November, a massive red tsunami. Republicans sweep the House and the Senate. Joe Biden, an ineffective leader, is unable to do anything in the face of this growing populist wave followed by a 2024 Donald Trump reemergence and a mostly libertarianish conservative populist movement in which the insane woke cult is diminished, no longer holds political power. And maybe then that's how this country comes back together. Could also be how the country falls apart because many of these Politically disempowered woke cultists probably won't give up. And like the remnants of the Empire and Star Wars, oh, you love the pop culture references, they will continue to fight and cause problems, maybe even trying to secede, like we heard from John Podesta as reported by the Boston Globe. Maybe this country will just break apart, and that's perhaps what a lot of populists actually want. Though my fear then would be what China would do. You want more evidence that this country is going to be ripped apart? New York will now allow non-citizens to vote. So I'm sorry. When you see the conflict, the crisis, the chaos, the retirements, and then New York City saying outright, non-citizens can vote here. What's the point of a country? What's the point of your borders? What's the point of being a citizen? Show up, stand around, and you can vote. And of course, those who do will just vote to extract from the system. It's a system that can't survive. And in fact, may already be done. Let's read the news, though. And we'll get started by talking about what's going on with this sleeper Antifa. That's what they're calling him. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work. As a member, you are helping all of our journalists keep doing, uh, keep doing the work they do. We are funded almost exclusively by members, and you will also get access to exclusive members-only segments of all of our shows, notably the TimCast IRL podcast. We recently hosted Marjorie Taylor Greene. You definitely want to check out that episode at TimCast.com, but don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, 
Share the video with your friends. It's, it's really the most important thing you can do. Now, let's read this story from the Daily Mail. He was a sleeper. Man, 22, who was caught carrying pipe bomb to January 6th anniversary rally in Florida, along with direct action checklist and combat helmet, had no criminal record. Daily Mail reports police arrested a man as he fled a Capitol riot rally in Florida carrying a backpack containing a homemade pipe bomb. Garrett James Smith was jailed on his 22nd birthday, January 6, 2020, near 2022, sorry, near a rally being held outside the Pinellas County Justice Center in protest of a local Capitol riot suspect's arrest. Now, I want to point something out for you, my friends. The left, the establishment. Kamala Harris says January 6th is a day, you know, that will remain in infamy, blah, blah, blah. On the right, you have people rallying in defense of those who rioted. Again, I'm not here to tell you which side you should be on, but I'm here to tell you that there are two sides. And there's technically more, but in the bigger picture, you have the left overwhelmingly opposed to what happened on January 6th, calling it the new Pearl Harbor. And you have people on the right saying it was a riot and these people are political prisoners who should be released. The country is being ripped in two. That's, that's a stupid thing to say. The country is already in two. They say he was chased down by deputies while sprinting away from the rally, ostensibly spooked by something, while wearing black clothing and a black face mask. Among the contents of his backpack was a black helmet painted with red logos similar to those to, to the head, headwear worn by protesters in Portland. I love the despicable nature of these news organizations. Say it for what it was, Antifa symbols. Among the contents of his backpack was a black helmet, they say. His direct action checklist laid out what he intended to carry, including flammable rags, a gas mask, pepper spray, a multi-tool pocket knife, a survival whistle, and more. They believe the bomb he was carrying was packed with nails. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gultieri said investigators probing Smith's background found no criminal history or social media presence, making him a sleeper suspect, the most worrisome type of people. These are the most concerning individuals because there's no opportunity to intervene and thwart their criminal activity until they actually act, he told reporters during a January 7th press conference. Fox News says this. Florida man with Antifa gear allegedly targets January 6th rally. Police find explosives at home. His helmet allegedly contained the Iron Front logo, which has been used by Antifa groups. So there's some photos of the bomb that he contained. Here's a picture of his, his, his uh, direct action checklist, which is really stupid, mind you. Who is this guy? No criminal history. What was he doing? He's currently being held on a $300,000 bond. He was charged with three counts of possession or discharge of a destructive device as well as one count of loitering and prowling. Quote, We're fortunate in this situation that something caused Smith to flee before he ignited the explosive device and deputies were able to apprehend him, Gultieri said. Now, maybe this is just a one-off. Considering what we saw with that man in Portland, Aaron Danielson, who took two to the chest when an Antifa extremist decided to end his life, I do not believe this is an isolated incident. It may be rare-ish, but we had that man, I believe it was in Spokane or Olympia, who showed up with a ghost gun at an ICE facility and firebombed it, and he died. We had the man in Portland who shot Aaron Danielson twice in the chest, killing him. We have this. This won't be the, the, the end of it. 
it may be anomalous. I don't know. Maybe we go through these periods of tumult in the United States, as I've often said. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. I don't see how we get past this when you have the mainstreaming uh, of these of these conversations, when you have the mainstream acknowledging what I've been saying for some time from The Guardian. Is the U.S. really heading for a second civil war? I think we're already in it. I think most of you probably agree. We are in some kind of warm civil war. And what, what, well, so some people have said it's a cold civil war. Well, the cold civil war was two years ago, three years ago. Actually, I think it was four years ago. Princeton professor said we're in a cold civil war. A hot civil war would be people actually fighting with each other. Considering what happened on January 6th, considering uh, whether you agree that Mike Pence should have intervened or you think that it was an insurrection, I think most people would view this as a major moment in the Civil War, right? This was physical action. A group of people attempting to stop the electoral joint session of Congress, whether you agree with them or not. Now, it wasn't so much as a, direct, a directed plan or anything like that. And that's where I think we can, we can draw this distinction and say, maybe we're not in Civil War territory yet. It wasn't like people had written up a plan saying, here's what we're going to go do and here's why we're going to go do it. They didn't, in fact. It was a riot. This is according to the FBI, that people showed up, they were angry, and they just smashed stuff. And they, some of them broke in. Most of them, I believe, were let in by cops who opened the barricades, fanned people in, and then opened the doors. Those videos exist. Go watch them. But it was on that threshold of people saying, we want to talk to politicians. Some people were calling it a revolution. And I think it was almost to that point. Now, perhaps we're, the next step in this will be people actually taking action to intervene in some kind of electoral process. Let's see what happens in November. Maybe people calm down. Maybe people are tired of this. Maybe the left gets shoved out because people are saying no more and Democrats are retiring. But maybe this isn't what matters. Maybe it doesn't matter that people are fighting. Maybe what, hap- what matters is that there's no confidence at all in the system. The Trafalgar Group has released this December 2021 nationwide issues survey Convention of States Action. It was conducted December 17th, December 21st, with 100, I'm sorry, with 1,076 respondents. Now, Trafalgar Group is a well-known, prominent polling institution. Their margin of error is just about 3%. Their confidence is 95. Response distribution, 50%. And 1,000 respondents, not bad. They could do more, but 1,000 respondents, not bad. Here's what they find. Do you believe American society and culture is in a state of decay or a state of progress? 
76.8% said state of decay. 98 said state of progress. Among Democrats, 61% said state of decay. 236 were unsure. And 15% said progress. Among the Repub- uh, Republicans, 85.9 uh, state of decay. And among those who are not affiliated, 81.8% of uh, respondents said decay. Now, 45 to 64 was uh, the most prominent age group, followed by 65 plus. All right. Well, I'd be interested to see what younger people think of things. And I got to be honest, I'd be willing to bet that younger people probably think it's worse, substantially worse. Now, maybe among younger Democrats, they think there's more progress for sure, because they're certainly gaining ground among themselves. But they'd have to. I, I, I don't I don't know if they'd, they'd actually say progress. The, the younger left, like the Bernie Sanders supporting Gen Z progressives, tend to view the United States as a completely as completely failed. Now, here's what's this, I think, doesn't matter as much. The ethnicity participation shows 71 percent were white, 12.3 percent black, 11.5 percent Hispanic. These actually track with nationwide uh, trends, slightly skewing a little bit for white, but not. I, I, it, it appears to be negligible because the U.S. is around 70 percent white among party participation. It was mostly Democrats who responded, 39.3% to Republicans, 35.6%, and it was slightly more female. I don't know if those uh, demographic breakdowns matter as much as just to say the overwhelming amount of, uh, the overwhelming majority of people say the U.S. is in decay. And let me show you some stories that I think back this up. No matter which side you're on, I think it sh- I-, I think these stories that I have for you, just what's happening in the United States, will show you that the country is, is-, is fractured. The post-millennial, quote, so when does this emergency end? Justice Barrett asks on behalf of the American people. Right now, Supreme Court is hearing oral arguments, or they, they did hear oral arguments on the vaccine mandate. The left wants them. Why? I don't know. I honestly have no idea why they want these vaccine mandates. We heard last summer the CDC director saying that the vaccines cannot prevent transmission. They do reduce severity. So what's the point of the vaccine mandate to make sure that when you do get sick, the people, other people are being forced to uh, undergo a treatment that will make them less sick? It's not going to stop people from getting sick. Why have they kept saying it? When does the emergency end? In which case the mandate is over. If you're on the right, you're saying no mandates. People should not be forced to undergo medical uh, treatment against their will by government saying you have no access to public accommodation or work. The left is agreeing with it. Well, I, I have no idea how you navigate that. Because it seems like the establishment left perspective is force it no matter what. Why? Doesn't matter. Do as you're told. We cannot function as a country if that's the case. From TimCast.com. FDA guidance and some state healthcare systems prioritize COVID treatments by race and ethnicity. Updates, uh, uh, Update guidance and frameworks in some states Supported by the newest FDA guidance, prioritize care outside of underlying medical conditions. An update fact sheet for healthcare providers from the FDA approved emergency use authorizations of Sotrovimab only to patients considered high risk. The update from December 2021 says medical conditions or factors such as race or ethnicity place individuals, individual patients at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19. How do we how do we have a country? that says certain races, certain backgrounds should have access to medical treatments that others don't. 
I mean, look, if you want to go back 200 years or 100 years and have those arguments, sure, we used to have those arguments about racial differences and medical treatments. We don't anymore since, I don't know, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. We are slipping backwards. It is the establishment left and government institutions that are implementing these things. I think most Americans don't like this, but you can see this is an untenable situation. There will not be a circumstance in which people who are moderate, post-liberal, or right-wing or libertarian are going to walk up to Democrats, shake their hands, and say, we agree. By all means, Democrats should implement racial segregation. No, that's a terrible idea. Who is going to agree with that? The Democrats want it, and they're getting it. CDC Director Walensky dodges misinformation from Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor. Supreme Court Justice came out and gave false information on what's going on with the pandemic, saying 100,000 children were in serious condition. It's absurd. It's false. And Americans that are paying attention can see it. But let me show you exactly where this country falls apart. Let there be no question. I don't, I, I, anybody who says that New York City allowing non-citizens to vote is okay, clearly does not understand the concept of a country, doesn't care about this country, and is probably, in my opinion, encouraging the destruction of the United States. Maybe hyperbolic, don't care. Don't think so. Axios reports, more than 800,000 non-citizens can vote in local elections after New York City Mayor Eric Adams allowed legislation take effect on Sunday. Adams initially expressed concern over the legislation, which the city council approved a month ago. The Democratic governor ultimately supported the measure and allowed his 30-day time limit to veto the bill expire. If the implementation is not curtailed by a judge, New York City will become the first major city in the country to extend voting rights to non-citizens. That's it. If you can vote while not being a citizen, you do not have a country. It starts in New York. Now, people who are not citizens, who have no allegiance, who have sworn no allegiance to this country can come in and after what, 30 days or however long, maybe it's not 30 days, but they can come in and they can vote. Okay. Then they're going to vote against your interests. Imagine having a house and you have house rules and chores and you and your roommates vote on who is allowed to come and stay the night. And then one roommate says, you know what? John's not here. He's on vacation or he left. He's staying with his parents. We're all going to have a vote on who's allowed to vote. I, I say we allow the homeless guys down the street or the guy from the next town over to vote and who can stay at this house. Guess what? You have a really nice house. Everybody works hard and pitches in for cable, for high-speed internet. People are going to vote to come in because they're going to get access to your stuff. Now, I like immigration. I think immigration is great. I think everybody in the world should be allowed to come to the United States through a legal process so we can make sure we're not just collapsing, not just falling apart. But if you open your doors wide and say anyone can come in and determine how our money is spent, it's going to be stripped away. I wonder if these people who pass these rules or who believe in it are just lying and insane, or they've never actually dealt with any real problems like how homelessness uh, affects the United States and why. Why we, we, we uh, struggle to solve that problem, it's not an issue of money. The left thinks it is, because they don't know and they don't pay attention. The first election non-citizens will be allowed to vote in are in 2023. Quote, I believe that New Yorkers should have a say in their government which is why I have and will continue to support this important legislation, Adams said in a statement. 
I believe that everybody in this country should be filing a lawsuit over this to however they can. I'll take a look at this. I believe every state should be filing a lawsuit to the Supreme Court saying this is unconstitutional. And we will not be party to a union that allows non-citizens to vote in our elections because they're going to influence. Non-citizens are directly now allowed to, to influence all of the laws uh, in, in this. So I'll, let, me, let me slow down because I know they're going to want to take those words out of context. Let me say it this way. It's local elections. But other states are now going to say, are going to see that New York law, New York City law, and how people who live there, how they, how they are told to live and what, what they have to live under, is influenced by people who do not live in this country. Certainly, the Supreme Court should shut that down. Republicans have vowed to challenge the measure in court, claiming it violates the state's constitution and election law. That's it to me. That right there says the United States is done. There is a hole. Well, there are several holes. California, sanctuary laws. The federal government is powerless to do anything about it. Numerous states and counties and cities enacting 2A sanctuary. Okay, I get it. I like that. It's because the federal government has proven ineffective as it pertains to the Constitution in, in that regard, at least, and in many others. But if New York and California are basically saying, we're going to let people come in, take U.S. resources, then I believe the federal government needs to cut them off in terms of uh, uh, federal funding. California, let me tell you this. I explain this to people all the time, and they don't get it. Illegal immigrants and non-citizens technically vote in presidential elections. What I mean by that is, when California allows even a million non-citizens to enter the state and protects them, they're counted in the census. Congressional seats are apportioned based on the population, not the citizen count. And that means non-citizens give voting power to California. My understanding is that in the last election, and many of you may have heard me say this, but I, I do sometimes have to repeat these in, in separate segments because a lot of people haven't seen every video. My understanding is that California in 2020 got one extra electoral vote based on non-citizens. So non-citizens who don't vote. But because California's majority Demo Democrat, those people get an extra congressional seat, an, ele an extra electoral college vote, which invariably goes to the Democratic candidate and allows them to win, helps them to do it. New York will be doing something similar now. Imagine being in New York, paying taxes. It is, I believe, the highest taxed city in the, in, in the, in the country because you've got city income tax along with state and federal, so you get taxed more than anywhere else. I believe California comes in second, but they just have the highest state tax. I believe that's, I, I could be wrong about that. Imagine a portion of your check and then all of a sudden, what is that? 800,000 non-citizens decide that your money should go to them, should go to their services. And some of these people probably don't even pay taxes. They're not citizens. They have no allegiance to the community, to you. This is where we're going. Let me show you some other stuff, huh? Navy training goes woke. Boot camp to include diversity, equity, inclusion uh, uh, training. Bernie Sanders says the Democratic Party has turned its back on the working class. Surprise, surprise. You know, Bernie Sanders said in 2015 that uh, open borders was a Koch brothers proposal. Where is he now? The spineless, duplicitous scumbag. I was a big fan because he was talking about unions and working class and factories. He was saying bring our factories back. He was saying open borders is a Koch brothers proposal because it brings cheap labor in. Now what's he saying? Now what is he doing? It's pathetic. Playing tribal games. Bernie is one of the worst the worst. You know what? You know why, why he's the worst? An apostate. 
You know what I mean? You know what I mean by that? Bernie Sanders supported the working class. He used to. He sold them out for what? Clout? A third home, a summer home to sell his book, make a million dollars? Congratulations, Bernie. You're a scumbag. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. The Democratic Party is falling apart anyway. We've got a big, we got a problem here. Low morale and redistricting hand Democrats a growing retirement issue. This is crazy. This is from December 21st. We've got a, a, a ton of uh, Democrat retirements. And so this says to me, when people watch these videos and they say, oh, Tim, you're being too pessimistic. No, it's realistic. It's not pessimistic. It's realistic. Here's realistic. Jack Posobiec, Bear Shelves, Biden, Arlington, Virginia, Grocery stores in D.C. Now, now, here's the funny thing. This isn't a Trader Joe's, and it says 2022 up top. Like, these are, these are new photos. We got this one, grocery store in D.C., empty shelves. I noticed my local grocery store was a little light on a lot of goods. I wouldn't say it was nearly this bad, though. We didn't notice anything like this. But this is what's happening. We've got the COVID pandemic, lockdowns extended, just, just collapse. It's just getting worse. It's not pessimism. It's realism. It's not meant to bring you down. Maybe it should wake you up. Maybe you should realize you can't just sit around and crossing your fingers and saying, if I just vote Republican, it'll all get better. That's not going to solve your problems either. Now, you can go vote in the primary. You can speak up and speak out now or forever hold your peace. I feel like where we're at in this country is that, you know, with most people saying the country's in decay, you have people just as individuals biding their time and preparing for the worst. I think it's funny. I've been selling, uh, I would do these promos for safe and ready meals. Uh, we would do a shout out for safeandreadymeals.com. This is not intended to be a promotion. I'm just mentioning that I would because people would make fun of me. I think the point is very important. These are emergency food supplies. They last 25 years. And when I would do the promo, the left would make fun of it. They'd make fun of me and say, ha ha, prepper, idiot, whatever. I don't care. I, I, I don't care if a bunch of idiots are laughing at me as I'm trying to, I don't know, put out a fire. And think about it this way. Let's say there's a great flood coming. A large storm is, is, is they say a, a, a flood's going to come. So some dude starts piling sandbags around his house. And all his neighbors laugh at him. You idiot sandbags. What's the point of that? You're so dumb. Nothing's going to happen. What an idiot. How much money did you waste on those sandbags? Then the flood comes. And his house is fine. We've seen the photos. 
There's also the stuff you can buy that's a big tube. You fill with water from your hose and it blocks floodwaters from getting in. It's really, really cool. It's like a big ring, a big, you know, uh, uh, just it's like a, I don't know what material it's, it's made of, but it holds water, retains it. It's very sturdy and it blocks floodwaters from coming in. You put it around your house. And people would make fun of you for doing something like this. If you buy something like that, if you buy a survival kit, if you buy emergency food, you put it in your basement, you forget about it. What do you got to worry about? But there are people on the left who mock anyone who entertains the possibility we may need to protect ourselves at some point. So I say this, you don't need to be pessimistic. You can just be like, I'm watching a storm rolling in. Sometimes it rains and I will be ready for that. It is just realistic, but it could be that we're headed in, in, in a positive direction because as the rot gets exposed, it gets cleared out and maybe 2024, you'll get a populist wave and this country will be brought back. But here's what I was saying. I think a lot of people are in a state of independent um, resilience right now. Regular people know it's coming, know it's happening. 76.8% say it's in a state of decay. Are these people not buying you know, emergency food or anything like that? No, they probably are. They probably are. Going to, uh, you, you can, there's a bunch of different places you can get stuff. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at safeandreadymeals.com, as I mentioned. And a lot of people are, are, are probably just not collectivizing, not organizing. But we may begin to that point, particularly with the primaries, with the convention of states. That's who, uh, um, you know, is, is in, worked on this poll. People who want some change to come to this country and are starting to wake up and realize there are other like-minded individuals who want to see change and believe we cannot go on like this any longer. The Democrats are retiring like crazy in huge numbers because their morale is low and they know they're going to lose. So I say to this, I say this to you, that's optimism, isn't it? The establishment is done. They know they're done. Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump were the populist insurgent candidates. Bernie failed and then dropped to his knees to fillet the Democratic Party. And Donald Trump stormed in and took over. He booted him out, but it's not enough. That's their death rattle. Joe Biden. Sad. So I'm not worried and I'm not pessimistic. Bad things are happening and crazy people are getting crazy. And the night is always darkest before the dawn. Bad things may be on the horizon, but good follows after. After whatever chaos happens, you know, maybe it's just this is the thick of it. Maybe 2022, you see a supermajority Republican and Democrats go nuts. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. I think we're headed towards people saying enough. Democrats retiring. Republicans are going to win 2022 and 2024. It's going to be a populist wave and it's going to reboot a lot of this country. I don't have all the answers. My predictions are not worth very much. I'm just looking at what's going on and saying maybe. But you never know what ends up happening. Democrats may be going for the, for, the, for the triple lockdown, the quadruple lockdown, forcing people to just play the game they want to play. Maybe there's dirty games. Maybe the merits are relevant. And what ends up happening is people just fight. But I'll tell you this. From what happened to us, from what happens to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, to this dude showing up with a pipe bomb, to January 6th, to the statements of Kamala Harris that it's a day like Pearl Harbor, this country is divided and there's no question so it's worrying. And we'll see how it plays out. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has tested positive for COVID. She's experiencing symptoms. She is recovering. And a lot of people are wondering, how is it that someone who is double vaxxed and boosted, triple vaxxed, is going to come down with COVID-19? Well, in a recent statement from the CDC director, Walensky, she said that although the vaccine is working in that it reduces the severity of symptoms and reduces the likelihood of hospitalization, it can no longer prevent transmission. Now, we'll get into that because, well, that's that's an important statement. I mean, if that's the case, what's the point of a vaccine mandate? I mean, everyone's going to get sick anyway. Well, the big story here is, well, there's a viral tweet accusing the virus of trying to date AOC because that's the gag. AOC, whenever she's criticized, instead of just addressing the criticism, she goes, Republicans are just trying to date me. Yeah, no, actually, Republicans are making fun of AOC and calling her a horse. I mean, there are viral posts right now showing horse paste and dewormer and making jokes about AOC. So it is kind of ridiculous that AOC would say something like that. But sure, if you have the mentality of a high schooler and someone criticizes you for basically flouting your own rules and requirements, then um, maybe the only thing you can say is they're just trying to date you because you literally have nothing else. Now, this all comes full circle. And oh, boy, is it just so juicy in terms of scandalous political garbage. AOC recently went down to Florida. She was uh, seen not wearing a mask and hugging people. Uh, She received a big kiss, I believe, from Billy Porter. And she basically, wow, this is just really, really, really great in terms of proving her own hypocrisy, uh, um, making her look bad to the left and the right. Because I'll tell you this, when you have the CDC director saying that the vaccine can't prevent transmission, um, but it does reduce symptom or severity of symptoms. Well, then you're going to get a lot of people on the right saying, well, you know, no matter what you do, you're likely to get this, even if you're wearing a mask or not vaccinated or whatever. AOC, however, has been advocating for mask mandates and defended the policies of New York, not uh, as far as I can tell, not explicitly, but even though they have vaccine mandates, AOC's defended the politicians themselves to a certain extent. And then she goes down to Florida, doesn't wear a mask, is hugging people and, you know, like I said, Billy Porter, I think it was, kissing her, and then she gets COVID. Now, will the left actually criticize her over this? Like, hey, you've advocated for these policies on prevention, ignored them, and then got COVID. And the right's just going to be like, yeah, right? I mean, you stood by these policies, you, then you go out, you ignore them, and you end up getting COVID. Now, people on the right are going to recognize what the CDC director said. The left isn't. I'd imagine this should just make her look bad across the board. But I got to be honest, it's all tribalism. The left is probably just going to defend her and be like, yeah, well, breakthrough cases happen. And they're going to say things like, no one said the vaccine would prevent. No, no, no. Okay, you know what? The first thing I'll say is, as always, I'm not advocating for or against any of this stuff. You go talk to medical professionals. I'm talking about policy. YouTube has had a rule in place that if you claim the COVID vaccine guarantees you can't get COVID, you can get banned for that. That's been since the beginning. They've never allowed you to say it prevents you from getting uh, COVID. But the idea that it's spreading this rapidly in places like New York, that in the United States, with over half of this pop of this country vaccinated, we're seeing record cases surging. I mean, it's certainly shattering a lot of people's confidence in the vaccines. And now that they're actually saying you've got the Moderna CEO, I think even Pfizer and BioNTech have been like, maybe we need four, four shots. People are, I, I'm just, I got to be honest, seeing AOC get this, 
Why would anyone have confidence in this system? From the Hill. Ocasio-Cortez tests positive for breakthrough COVID-19 case. They report, AOC announced Sunday that she tested positive for COVID-19 in at least the fourth breakthrough case among Congress people this weekend. In a statement Sunday, Ocasio-Cortez's office at the Congresswoman is experiencing symptoms and is recovering at home. The Congresswoman received her booster shot this fall and encourages everyone to get their booster and follow all CDC guidelines. Guidance, this is mind-numbingly insane. Okay, let's just say, let's just say, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me I'm going to play this clip for you, all right? Got a clip here from Twitter. I'm just going to play it for you. You can hear it for yourself. Here we go. Um, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated... You've heard it. I'm going to play it again just for so you can make sure you can hear what she says on CNN. Um, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going. OK, what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. That means there was a period where they believed the vaccines were preventing transmission. I mean, that's strange to me because like, like I mentioned, YouTube has long had a rule saying you can't make that claim. I, su- I suppose, however, the actual rule on YouTube was you couldn't claim it was a guarantee. So I guess you could have been saying before it will reduce the likelihood of you catching COVID. And I think that's what we've talked about because they have all these charts and, gr- and graphs showing that it was something like an order of magnitude. If you were unvaxxed, you were still not that likely to get COVID, but you were you were uh, 10% as likely to get it if you were vaxxed and the severity would be around, you know, 10%. This very like mild symptoms. Now they're saying outright, it can't prevent transmission. Okay, here's, here's the issue. For AOC to come out right now and say that she's contracted COVID and encourages everyone to get their booster and follow all CDC guidance, I have to imagine that is making people not want to get vaccinated. But let, let, let's be honest. Anybody right now who is not vaccinated likely will not be convinced to get vaccinated by this. In fact, AOC is probably convincing more people not to get vaccinated. And again, I'm not here to express my opinion on whether you should or shouldn't, because I don't know your medical history. And I'm not here to inject myself between you and, you know, your your medical responsibilities. You got to do the research yourself. I want to point out that policy wise for AOC to come out and be like, I got my booster and still got sick. Get your booster too. People are going to say, why? You still got sick. It's it's stupid for them to put these messages in the same sentences. I'm just sick of hearing it, to be completely honest. How many times has someone come out and been like, today I tested positive for a breakthrough case of coronavirus. I've been triple vaxxed and I encourage all of you to get your vaccines too. It's like every time you have someone come out who is sick and vaccinated, then tell people to get vaccinated, you are discouraging people from getting vaccinated. I suppose they don't care, though, because much of what they says makes very little sense to the average person anyway. I'm talking about policy, of course. AOC's announcement comes after Rep. Jim uh, Cooper, Republican, Sean Cass, and a Democrat, Young Kim, a Republican, announced on Saturday they tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Is it novel at this point? You know, okay, okay, I got questions, right? That's a serious question. You can comment. Maybe a medical doctor can chime in. When COVID first emerged two years ago, wow, two years, isn't that crazy? It was novel. It was a virus that we did not have immunity to. 
okay? Now we're wondering if it's going to become endemic. It's going to be here. There will be mutations and people will have varying degrees of immunity, like with the flu or the cold or other things. So that means people will still get it, right? Is it still novel when we're on like, you know, what, what strain are we on a variant and it's been two years? I guess maybe it's novel for a decade or something. I have no idea. The U.S. is currently dealing with a winter surge of COVID-19 infections. The seven-day average for new cases in the country topped 700,000 for the first time this weekend, according to data from John Hopkins University. There's a lot of interesting information coming out um, from CNN, from the CDC, that they're going to be, uh, there's going to be more data coming out. I saw something about how they want to differentiate between people who died from COVID and people who died with COVID. And I wonder if what's really happening is that that the Democrats know that the lockdowns are a losing issue and they desperately need to change messaging because with the upcoming midterm elections, I tell you this, right now you've got bare shelves Biden trending on Twitter. Uh, I went to the local grocery store and I, I, I love this. Okay, I tweeted this as a joke, but I'm, I'm just waiting for one of these news outlets to take it seriously. Uh, in response to the bare shelves Biden thing, I was like, I went to this store and, all, and they barely had any strawberries and the ones that they did were nasty. I, this is Biden's fault. It's meant to be a joke. I don't really think that because they don't have enough strawberries, it was Biden's fault. I was just, you know, being trolly, I suppose. But that's all I experienced. I went to the store. There was meat. I mean, my store was was mostly fine. However, there were very few strawberries and the ones they had were nasty looking. So that may have something to do with uh, Biden. But I, I said to myself when we were buying, you know, when we were shopping, I was just like, who am I to complain about not being able to get strawberries in the winter? I'm not going to cry about it, and I don't know exactly why they had so few strawberries and the ones they did were nasty. But there are a lot of people in the D.C. area posting these videos where you can see that uh, photos and videos, the stores are basically just desolate. It's coming. It's going to get worse. But I think the Democrats may have realized they can't hold on to power. There's going, it's not even the Democrats, it's the establishment, mind you, because check it out. Right now, people are angry. They're going to the store and there's nothing there. If you see these people posting videos, what do you think's happening with regular folk who are going to the store and, and trying to buy stuff? Let alone, what do you think regular people are, think, are thinking when they see triple vaxxed AOC getting sick? They're thinking Biden is not dealing with this and this is worse than it was under Trump. The Democrats and the establishment in general have to realize this. And the big threat to the establishment is the primary elections, namely among Republicans. Now, we saw what happened when the populist left primaried several uh, Democratic incumbents. There was that guy, Joe Crowley in New York, AOC beat. He was like one of the, he was like the fourth, de fourth in power. He was a Democrat, you know, fourth most powerful Democrat. And he's gone. Now, AOC is arguably the most powerful Democrat. How about that? Republicans. If they get primaried and the establishment and neocon shills are removed, it is going to dramatically transform this country, in my opinion, for the better. People like Adam Kinzinger, that guy's got to get primaried. Liz Cheney, they're basically caucusing with Democrats. It's the funniest things. Uh, funniest thing, they're establishment shills, and so are the Democrats. They all work together. Now, the funny thing about AOC is that she basically fell in line with Nancy Pelosi. Maybe she's hoping that once Nancy Pelosi retires, she can then come in and do something. I just think AOC is duplicitous and a shill. I mean, let me give you an example. There's a story we all covered uh, last week. AOC pays COVID lip service. Maskless squad leader gets huge kiss from Broadway star Billy Porter at packed Miami drag bar. Florida cases spike 948%. Let me tell you something. I think the vaccine mandates are wrong. I think the mask mandates at this point are wrong. 
I think if you are sick, you should wear a mask. I don't think it matters if it's COVID or otherwise. I have no problem with the idea of a mask in general. I have a problem with mandates. Because, you know, I walk into a restaurant and nobody's wearing masks, but they're like, but you got to wear it for two seconds before you sit down. And I'm like, yo, that's nuts. That's literally insane. Either we're going to be eating indoors or we're not. That to me is, is crazy. For AOC to advocate for all of this stuff, go to Miami during a spike in cases of 1,000% shows the complete and utter hypocrisy. Because I'll tell you this. I can say the vaccine mandates are bad and the mask mandates are bad, but I ain't going to be walking into a restaurant or city with a 1,000% spike in COVID cases. Now, let me just say, me personally, I don't know if I would care all that much because in reality, I had COVID. I have natural immunity. I really don't think I have anything to worry about. But I'll put it this way. Regardless of the illness, if someone said, hey, in this area, there is a massive spike in an illness. I'd be like, maybe we shouldn't go out in that place because I don't want to get sick. Maybe I go somewhere else. There are many other places other than Florida you can go. I mean, you can go to Texas. Granted, COVID was spiking everywhere. The point is, it is not just the hypocrisy of AOC not wearing a mask and, and hugging and getting kissed by people. It's the hypocrisy of doing it while we know there is a massive spike in COVID cases while she's criticizing Ron DeSantis and she leaves New York to go party in Florida where all of this is happening. So again, not just about lip service. It's about her being like, not only am I not going to wear a mask, I'm going to go exactly where there's a major spike in COVID. Well, to be fair, to be honest, I think New York was having a much worse spike. So probably that was her escaping. I mean, if you've got like a record breaking cases in New York, maybe you will want to fly away and get away from there. So here's what happens. Here's the funny thing. You can look at it another way too. AOC going to Florida from New York and not wearing a mask. Okay. The point of the mask is that you don't spit on people. It does not stop aerosolized virus, is my understanding. It could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the aerosolized virus from like vapor, water vapor, and, and you know, you, breathing, you can't stop it. But when you talk, you are spitting a lot. No, seriously, people need to understand that. When you wear a mask, you're not spitting on people. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. The reason why they want people to wear masks is because asymptomatic spread is possible. That's the official narrative. So AOC is in a, is in a place with record-breaking COVID, flies to Florida, which has been doing better than most places in the country. I got, I got to ask. And then she doesn't wear a mask. 
did she do this on purpose? And if this story is from January 2nd, so it's just over a week ago, it's possible AOC actually got exposed to COVID in New York where there's record-breaking cases and then brought the virus to Florida. Not particularly likely because the incubation period on average, I think, is only around three or so days. So it's likely she got it in Florida. But it's possible because I think it can go up to two weeks. So AOC, absolute hypocrite in every sense of the word. If she came out and said, look, COVID is something we're all going to get. We're going to have to learn to live with it. Mandates are wrong. I'd be like, oh, there you go. I mean, that's what the Republicans are doing, right? It's kind of crazy to me that, that, well, let me show you this tweet. Mia Cathel with the viral tweet saying, the virus just wants to date you in reference to AOC claims Republicans motiv- motivated by mm-hmm, adult frustrations in Twitter rant amid Florida trip controversy. AOC was down in Florida for some time. And that's the joke now. That she's just trying, you know, everyone's just trying to date her. I already showed you the CDC director saying we can't prevent transmission. If AOC and other Democrats were to own up to this and just say this is the reality of things now, then the vaccine mandates would be done because they make no sense. The Supreme Court would not be needing to have arguments, insane ones, mind you, about vaccine mandates. And AOC would look much less like a hypocrite. But here we are. Here we are with most of us, most of us who are ahead of the game, telling the truth and making honest assessments, being called conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers and all that other stuff. Now, I, I like vaccines. I really do. I think they're amazing. Uh, and I've said this uh, before, too. I think mRNA technology is, is brilliant. Dr. Robert Malone seems to think so as well. Now, it's the application of what you do with the mRNA, I suppose, that you can be critical of. But uh, this idea of, you know, it's a, 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 it's a potential cancer vaccine. Because it, it actually goes into the cell and changes, you know, uh, production. It changes RNA. It sends RNA into the cell and this tells the cell to do something. So that's, that's actually very fascinating what we can do with that. No, I'm a big fan. What I'm not a fan of is, I don't know, a cult. You know what this says to me? It says that AOC knows it's a cult and she can get away with it. She can tell people what to do. She can uh, defend other cult leaders and push a narrative among people who aren't smart enough to actually read the news. And that's where I think the big uh, differences between the two political factions, it's, it actually says this on my Wikipedia page, the uh, discerning and uninitiated, as it were. What I've seen in all the patterns related to everything going on, people who follow Democrats like AOC do not read the news. They just see her tweets and they believe it. They don't care and they don't, they, they won't read Fox News. They're being, they're, they're in a cult. And the reason I call it a cult is for a few reasons. One, it's a, it's a non-theistic religion, the religion of wokeness. It's very tribal. But more importantly, when you're in a cult, they, they try and keep information from you. They try to prevent you from learning. Because if you do, it breaks you from the cult. One way you rescue someone from a cult is to remove them from the group for an extended period, maybe about two weeks so that they can start to gain perspective outside of the group and get access to other information. But what happens is the people on the left say, don't listen to Fox News. It's fake news. It's phone news. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. And Fox News is actually far from perfect, but a bit of a red pill, you know, waking people up from the matrix and the cult. If you're someone who follows AOC, but you never read any critical information, then you will just believe she is doing everything right because you're only getting her perspective. Well, that's very unhealthy. I mean, even if you like someone like Trump, you want to see what other people are saying about the individual, right? 
right. But if you're in a cult, you're told not to challenge the cult leaders. And that's exactly what AOC represents. Now, you will get some sophists, and they'll come out on YouTube and say things like, we fully recognize that AOC is, is, was, was acting poorly, but you need to understand that with the vaccine, the blah, 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 blah. Sophists. No, look, Republicans suck. Democrats suck. There's a small handful of America first populist types that may be actually trying to do things right. And there is a moderate uh, group in this country, which is post-liberal to uh, center-right conservative and, and, you know, right-wing conservative that uh, are having honest conversations about what's going on. I don't have all the answers. I can't tell you what to do. I, in fact, am not a doctor. I can't give you medical advice. I can tell you that if you are someone who advocates living your life and against the mandates, I'm not going to criticize you for being in Florida, not wearing a mask. I'm going to say, no, they're living the way they've decided to live. But if you're someone who advocates for mandates and defends those who implement uh, vaccine mandates, and then you go and party ignoring these rules and get COVID, I'm going to say, yo, we need to call this out. We need to desperately get messages like this to people who are in the cult to explain to them, you need to break free from this. The problem, I guess, is that as the cult grows and people in power are driven by power and not by community, then what ends up happening to this country is decay. And that's where we're headed. We're headed in a direction where too many people in this country don't care, don't want to care. They just hate you. That's it. They hate you. They hate that Donald Trump won. And that's where it started. And then they started spreading hate amongst themselves against you and other regular Americans. Now, those who don't want to live in a world of hate are reading the news and challenging their perspectives and trying to change the way they think to get by and just live better and be a better person. But I always got to shout out this video by CGP Gray called This Video Will Make You Angry, I think that's what it's called, where he explains that hate spreads online, not by people actually hating each other, but by groups talking amongst themselves about why they hate the other. And so that's why I always say, you should be following Ocasio-Cortez. You should be watching CNN. You should be watching MSNBC. Then you will see, at, you will see the true video of Donald, I'll give you an example, Donald Trump, Shinzo Abe, and they walk up to the Koei pond and they're sprinkling food into the pond. And then in the mainstream media video, Trump just dumps all the food in at once. And they make fun of him saying, how uncouth. But if you actually watch all media, you'd have seen the full video where Shinzo Abe of Japan actually throws the food in first. And then Trump looks at him and says, OK, and follows suit. Trump was just doing what Shinzo had done. No reason to criticize the man. If you only get cult news, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know they edited the video to make Trump look bad. So that's the thing. I don't want to hate AOC, but AOC, in my opinion, is an evil person. And that's a bold thing to say, because I, I used to never like to say the word evil, because I genuinely thought that they believed in what they believed, but were wrong. But when AOC knows she's lying, when she tells you, you must abide by these rules, and then she goes and doesn't, well, that's amazing. How is it? The left doesn't have access to the information. Well, technically they do, but you've got a combination of fear. Nobody wants to be ostracized. They're scared of walking beyond the flame. But on the other side of that fire is freedom. They'd rather be comfortably warm in the cave, watching the silhouettes dance on the wall, as opposed to actually going out and seeing what's going on. For me, I want to be free and independent, and I want to know what's happening. Why? It reminds me of that film, Don't Look Up. In the film, is a comet going to hit Earth? You know, spoiler alerts, I guess. But it's the, it, they, they depict the right as, as saying, don't look up, because if you do look up, you'll see the comet. 
trying to make it seem like it's the Republicans who are keeping you stupid. It's incredible. If you actually looked at all the information and watched everything, you'd realize it was the Democrats. It was CNN saying, don't watch Fox News. They lie. We're the real information. And then if you watch my show, or I don't know if Fox News explicitly says this because they're competing, but I will tell you this, regardless of Fox, watch them both. Don't rely on me for all of your information. That's dangerous. I've got my opinions. I do my best. But you really should see for yourself. I do love that I get a lot of comments where they're like, Tim, I took your advice and I watched CNN and all they did was lie. I just can't do it. I'm like, yeah, I suppose when my videos show both, like I'll show the Joe Rogan video and then the media lying about it, you're seeing that right here. But you got to understand, even if you blindly trust me in that regard, how do you know I didn't just make something up? Now, I'll tell you this. I'm not, you know, I try my best. But you shouldn't just blindly trust me or anybody else. You can have more trust in others. You can clearly not trust AOC, at least in my opinion. But you can watch me and then you can go and watch someone who actually likes AOC and see what's really going on. And maybe I'm wrong about it. Maybe AOC issued a big, bold statement saying, here's why I went and did it. I don't know. I could be wrong about things. And a lot of people are wrong about things. I just think when someone tries to tell you not to get information from somewhere else, they're probably the bad guys. When YouTube says... Don't listen to people who talk about things we don't like. YouTube is the bad guy. And that's how things are, huh? unfortunately. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Many of you are likely familiar with the Dr. Robert Malone episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, where he mentions mass formation psychosis. He was using this to refer to a kind of hypnosis that enthralls a population such as what happened in Nazi Germany and what he says is happening now with these COVID restrictions, namely in blue states. Right now, there's a wave of fact check articles claiming it's not true. It's debunked, even though there's no debunking actually going on. And many people are acting like it's something he just made up. It reminded me of that post from Joe Rogan that he just posted recently. You may have seen it. I think it's important. I think it's relevant. In this clip, you have Joe Rogan, where he gave his own statement on when he got COVID. And you can see that he is peachy and healthy looking with bright, rosy red cheeks. I'm being somewhat facetious. But then the top clip is from CNN, where Joe looks gray and sickly. And the shading on his eyes and his skin makes him look like he's dying. It's amazing. Joe posted this. It shows side by side the difference between what CNN had posted and what he had posted on Instagram. Some people had claimed it's all a misunderstanding because, you know, Joe had just uh, grabbed the wrong clip on PC and different monitors that just looked different. But that makes no sense because we're watching both of these clips side by side on Instagram, on mobile. It should look the same, right? They're lying. We know they're lying. And I have to assume they know we know they're lying. So I was thinking about what's going on with mass formation psychosis. And I was reminded of this this post from September 10th, 2021. No evidence video color was manipulated in CNN news segment claim. CNN altered the color in Joe Joe Rogan's Instagram video to make him look sickly. The AP, the Associated Press says it's not true. So I started thinking about this. Because I saw that story on mass formation psychosis. And I thought to myself, anyone who follows Joe, his millions, his legions of fans, his 11 million listeners per episode, can clearly see the color is different. But you know what? 
I'm all about fact checking. I remember when CNN put the clip up and we all noticed Joe looked gray and sickly. So what I did was I actually went to the original post from Joe and the original video from CNN, and I displayed it on different monitors and mobile to see if maybe that's what they were talking about. Not true. It's a lie. Saying that the monitors made it look different. And sure enough, on the exact same screen from two different sources, I could see that CNN, their video, for whatever reason, makes Joe look sickly and gray. The official explanation from uh, most people is that there's when, when you watch the video on PC, it looks different. But that doesn't make sense because Joe took the CNN video and his original video side by side, and you're watching them on the same screen, on your mobile, on your PC, whatever. And you can clearly see it. So here's what I was thinking. There's no way the AP thinks that people who are fans of Rogan and have seen this are going to believe them, right? Now, now hold on. Someone might see that article and it says, let me let me, let me, let me hit the headline again. No evidence video color was manipulated in CNN news segment. Who would know about that to understand the context? Someone who follows Joe Rogan and saw the criticism. And someone who follows Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan and, and knows the criticism likely saw the video clip that made him look sick. So who are they trying to convince? I don't know. I honestly don't get it. Unless the goal is just to make, like, to separate discerning people from stupid people, you have to be at paramount level of stupidity to fall for this stuff. But then no one trusts the AP? Is the AP trying to make sure that regular Americans of average IQ don't trust them? Look, look at this clip. You, you mean to tell me, like, imagine if I put out a video and there's literally a cat on my desk. And I said, there is no cat on my desk. People would be like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't understand. Like, I can clearly see it. In fact, he's quite literally petting the cat. But I say, I say something such, such, so obviously, so obviously wrong. The only thing that would happen is people would be like, that was weird. Why was he saying that? Unless he doesn't want us to believe him, that makes no sense. He's not telling the truth. And, he, and, and it must be a lie because he's petting the cat. Like, you, you see my point? So this, this, this is a tweet I posted in reference to this AP fact check. Mass formation psychosis, an unfounded theory spreading online, suggests millions of people have been hypnotized into believing mainstream ideas to combat COVID-19. Psychology experts say the concept is not supported by evidence. Get the facts, AP. You know what? Let's get the facts. Fact focus, AP reports, unfounded theory used to dismiss COVID measures. They say... An unfounded theory taking root online suggests millions of people have been hypnotized into believing mainstream ideas about COVID-19, including steps to combat it, such as testing and, and vaccination. In widely shared social media posts this week, efforts to combat the disease have been dismissed with three words, mass formation psychosis. Quote, I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure healthy people spending hours in line to get a virus test is mass formation psychosis in action. Reads one tweet that was liked more than 22,000 times. I am not here to comment on the merit of tests or COVID. I am not the expert nor scientist. Dr. Robert Malone is an expert and a scientist in some capacities, but he did not make that statement. That's just one tweet. I like how they pull up things that Dr. Malone did not say. The term gained attention after it was floated by Dr. Robert Malone and the Joe Rogan experience. 
Malone is a scientist who wants to research mRNA technology, actually discovering the... the uh, <laughs> I, I, saying he invented the entirety of it maybe is an argument, you know, but he is literally the guy who said we can use lipids to transmit genetic information to create RNA and DNA vaccines. So they say, but is now a vocal skeptic of the COVID-19 vaccines. Psychology experts say the concept described by Malone is not supported by evidence and is similar to theories that have long been discredited. Here's a look at the facts. They say Malone highlighted the unfounded theory. Okay, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Why do they keep saying unfounded theory? That's an opinion statement. Unfounded. It is an opinion statement. If an expert says it is and an expert says it isn't, saying unfounded or founded is an opinion statement. A news organization would not call it such. It would just say theory or hypothesis. They want to mention what we know. Quote from Malone. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety in a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. They literally become hypnotized and can and can be led anywhere, Malone said. He claimed such people will not allow the narrative to be questioned. Crediting a professor in Belgium, Malone also said in a December blog post that this mass hypnosis explains millions of people becoming captivated by the dominant narrative concerning the safety and effectiveness of the genetic vaccines. Psychology experts say there is no support for the psychosis theory described by Malone. Let's break down my point from earlier about Joe Rogan clearly having two different, you know, the videos being clearly different in Joe's skin tone. It is not a fact check for me to find five people who agree with me and then claim the experts agree with me, thus the other guy is wrong. That is not how fact checking works. So what the ever loving is this? Only the stupidest people in the world would fall for this. If you're someone who listens to Joe Rogan, you like and you trust Joe Rogan. If a guest, Dr. Robert Malone, is being defended by Joe and is explaining his credentials, you'd likely say this guy's an expert. He must know something. For the AP to then say we've selectively chosen this group of experts to say it's not true, why would anyone believe you? Psychology experts say there's no basis, quote, to my knowledge, there's no evidence whatsoever for this concept, says Jay Van Bavel, an assistant professor of psychology and neuroscience at New York University, who recently co-authored a book on group identities. Van Bavel said he has never encountered the phrase mass formation psychosis in his years of research, nor could he find it in any peer reviewed literature. Could it be that Dr. Robert Malone is just giving name to something that exists? Yeah. So hold on. An assistant professor of psychology said because he's not familiar with that phrase, it's not real. There's no support for it. What if we just call it something else? What you got to understand is that Dr. Malone may be speaking candidly or colloquially when he says mass formation psychosis. I don't believe he ever came out and said there is a, a syndrome that has been named such in peer reviewed journals. I think he just called it this. He's called it mass hypnosis in the past. The term does not appear in the American Psycho Psychological Association's Dictionary of Psychology. Isn't this fascinating? Richard McNally, a professor of clinical psychology at Howard University, wrote in an email that people who support COVID-19 vaccines and public health guidance are not delusional. Rather, they are fully responsive to the arguments and evidence uh, adduced by the relevant scientific experts. All right. I have a question for all y'all. If New York has a vaccine mandate, if New York 
it, uh, politicians are triple vaxxed and New York is experiencing record breaking COVID numbers. Just please, I would ask for an explanation as to how your policies make are, 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 are what was the goal of your policies? I'll put it that way. Uh, I, that's it. That's it. If the U.S. is experiencing record-breaking COVID, I'd like to ask about any of the COVID uh, policies put forth by any of these states. Now, for a while, we saw in Florida, they had some of the lowest race rates. In the southern states, some of the they still had high rates, but lower than others. I would like an explanation on the blue state COVID policies. That's all. Now, you can call it mass formation psychosis. I just call it, I say that the left is a cult. It is a cult. You see the video I posted on Instagram? I posted it more than once where everyone's got their hands in the air and they're like, I will use my voice to help my neighbors. It is insane. It's a cult. I've called it a chaotic destructive force. If Dr. Malone wants to call it mass formation psychosis, well then, you know, whatever. Let me bring you to the juicy part. The juicy part is this. Responding to this tweet was a tweet from Michael Malice from Fortune Magazine. Commentary. Donald Trump is a master of hypnotism, how he used the power on America and then himself. It's really fascinating. When Donald Trump was in, was in office, you had these articles claiming he was hypnotizing people. When Dr. Malone says a person can hypnotize a population, it sounds like he was saying something very similar to this. Now they're claiming this story from Fortune must not be true. Now, to be fair, I don't think they use mass formation psychosis in this article. But from September 27, 2020, they write, among other things, Donald Trump's a potent hypnotist, so reveals Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, the most brilliantly mordant cartoonist since Charles Adams left the building. Adams presciently predicted Trump's 2016 victory, he told Reason over a year before the election. A lot of the things the media were reporting as a sort of random insult and bluster and just Trump being Trump looked to me like a lot of deep technique that I recognize from the fields of hypnosis and persuasion. I am recognized by the world's leading hypnosis professional association, the 14,000 plus member National Guild of Hypnotists as an elite top ranked non-clinical hypnotist like Adams in recognizing Trump's serious hypnotic power early on. I too tipped my hat to this businessman turned politician. But here's my big reveal. Trump may be too gifted at hypnosis for his own good. Wow. Mass hypnosis. So powerful. It was actually bad for Donald Trump. And now they would come out and tell you that mass formation psychosis isn't real. From unheard, mass formation psychosis gets a warning from Google. Take a look at this. It looks like the results are changing quickly. This is from January 5th. This is before the AP put out their fact check claiming it wasn't real on January 8th. The AP's only sourcing as to why it's not real is because we asked some experts and they said it wasn't. All right. How about I go and ask a bunch of experts and then claim it is? Couldn't I? What about 14,000 hypnotists? Okay, hypnotists aren't clinical psychologists. What if I interview 10? 10 psychologists who say it is real. Could I then claim fact check false? AP News writes fake news? Well, you know the establishment works. They would not accept that. Here's what we have from Unheard. They say, many more people, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, mass formation psychosis gets a warning from Google. Robert Malone mentioned it on Rogan. So the search ended, engine acted. Many more people turn to Google for information about the world than use Twitter. So when Google censors ideas, the societal impact is potentially very wide reaching. It looks like these results are changing quickly. A notice explained, if this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for results to be added by reliable sources. Mm, reliable sources. 
You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. The term is mass formation psychosis, which we understand. They're going to say, according to Professor Matthias Desmet of the psychology faculty at Ghent University, whose talk was extensively discussed by Rogan and Malone, a generalized sense of anxiety leaves a population in a hypnotic state, vulnerable to suggestion. It isn't a new idea. Mass formation draws on the work on work by the 19th century writer Gustave Bonn, commonly credited as the father of crowd psychology. Le Bon was avidly read by Lenin, Hitler, and Mussolini and became a huge influence on Louis Bernay, Bernays. Freud's nephew and the inventor of modern public, public relations. Talking about mass formation seems to be a freelance venture by Professor Desmet, whose published work focuses on psychotherapy for the individual, not social psychology. But it is not hard to see why it was seized upon by a spectrum of people broadly opposed to pandemic interventions, ranging at its extremes to conspiracy theorists. Before Malone promoted it, it had been aired on a number of podcasts. Besides the very obvious point that Google is editorializing and therefore imperiling its safe harbor privileges, a point frequently made by former President Trump, this latest intervention raises two questions. You may think, as I do, that using individual psychological explanations to account for the behavior of a crowd is a fundamental category error. A crowd is not a person. He goes on to say, studying how communications media can be used to totalitarian ends used to be the prime liberal concern. It was the motivation behind the establishment of the Radio Research Project in the 1930s by the Rockefeller Foundation. Hitler had risen to power through radio, using it to hypnotic effect. So the project invited researchers to consider the role played by new media and how Hitler had exploited it. The point here is, a few days ago, you have someone citing experts. You have someone citing uh, citing, um, very serious historical experts looking back at the rise of fascism and saying this played a big role. Today, if you go to Google, you get this from Business Insider. A scientist made unfounded COVID-19 mass formation psychosis claims. Then you have uh, the News and Observer, fact focus, unfounded theory. You have Reuters, fact check, no evidence of pandemic mass formation psychosis. Hmm. Forbes, what is mass formation psychosis? Robert Malone makes unfounded claim. Then you get uh, unheard. Then you start getting a lot of uh, other sources saying, what is it? Can you break free? Salon even says, are they experiencing it? And that's four weeks ago. Mass psychosis. Isn't that interesting? Are they experiencing mass psychosis? Salon, left-wing publication. The number two post, of course, is The Spectator. America is in a state of mass formation paralysis. Not quite psychosis. Over at Salon, they wrote this, December 14th, 2021. Is America experiencing mass psychosis? Psychologists say that America is going through what Carl Jung warned would happen eventually. Amazing. What the ever-living is going on? And now I bring it back again 
to the video from Joe Rogan looking gray and sick on CNN and looking fine in his Instagram. They have to realize that regular people know they're lying. How stupid do you have to be to Google search this? See a left wing publication say psychologists say that America is going through what Carl Jung war or Carl Jung warned would happen eventually. Is America experiencing mass psychosis to have numerous outlets saying it's a thing to have experts saying what is this thing to now say no such thing, not real. It's amazing. The regime is telling you to ignore what you are seeing with your own eyes and ears. So how stupid do you have to be? And then I started to wonder about this. You know, I can't I have no explanation I have no explanation other than the media thinks you are truly so stupid, so blindly moronic that you can't look at December 14th mass psychos from Salon, then see Robert Malone say it, then see the media claim it's not real and not realize you're being lied to. One of the things I pointed out quite a bit in the Trump era was that Trump would read the news and then the media would come out and claim it was fake. No kidding. TechCrunch wrote an article claiming that hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, ZPAC or whatever, was showing promise in a study for treating COVID. I don't know if that's true. I'm not a doctor. I do know that it was reported by TechCrunch, a prominent mainstream source. And then Donald Trump comes out and goes, did you see this study? You know, it's, it's, it's looking pretty good that uh, there's a study here. And then the media came out and said Trump pushes dangerous drug cocktail or whatever. And I'm like, but, but wait, I, TechCrunch reported this study in France. Okay. And they went on to claim later that they were like, well, you know, there may be studies going on. There are clinical trials for ivermectin and all that stuff, but Trump shouldn't be encouraging it. So that means you come out in the media and claim it's lies, but there really was, were these studies. Not all the studies are definitive in my, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to tell you whether it is or isn't. I'm just saying Trump would read the news, then say, you know what I read in the news? I saw this. Then the media would just be like, nope, Trump lied. But he, what? I can't, I, I don't have the answers, man. I don't, I don't get it. Are they trying desperately to destroy all credibility in the media? Okay. Or is it just that the media is nothing but a bunch of psychotic morons? Could it be that they are not evil? They just, they're just stupid? I don't even know if evil makes sense because here's my, here's my problem. Here's my point. The Joe Rogan thing drives it home. I cannot grasp this. Think about it. You see the video with your own eyes and it, and you're like, yeah, clearly they made Joe look sick or it's making Joe look sick. I don't know why or how, but it's there. And then the AP says, there's no evidence. The colors changed. And you're looking at it. You're like, but I can see the colors changed. I can literally see their different videos or the same video with different colors. How are you going to tell me I'm not looking at that? Maybe it's an attempt to take all of the stupidest people and wrap them in a cult. That's how you do it. Reminds me of uh, Star Trek. How many lights are there, Picard? You know this one? How many lights? There are five. No, there are four lights. Trying to tell someone to say that something that is clearly not true is true. And they beat you over the head to where you finally just agree with it. Is that it? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. I got no idea. All I can say is at a certain point, 
you have to be dumb beyond all recognition, stupid and moronic to believe what the media is saying. I just, I don't, I don't even know what to do with this stuff. I, I just see these articles and I'm like, it's, it's insane to me. It's, it's, it's a whole new level of absolute insanity. I can't imagine the average person is even that stupid. The average person can see the video of Joe Rogan. The average person would then see the article from the AP and be like, you're liars. And it would just destroy the trust in these institutions. So why bother writing it? Because I'll say it again. Someone who doesn't follow Joe, doesn't know anything about the video, and doesn't understand, like, isn't going to read that article and think anything of it because they don't know what it's talking about. And someone who does follow Joe is going to be like, I can clearly see it with my own eyes. Why would they believe the AP? Unless there are people who know they're being lied to, but just need something desperately to try and convince them to stay where they are. Maybe that's it. Maybe the cult is collapsing. And they're trying to just keep metaphorically drugging the population and giving them their excuse. Just, just read it, read it, read it. Look, there's no, no evidence, no evidence. Like, okay, thank you, please, thank you. Otherwise, I was going to have a nervous breakdown. It's, it's crazy. Whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see y'all then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.